<laughs> so when you went to buy your cock and you couldn't buy your cock, like which Home Depot was this? Home Depot in Somerset. I should have known better. Yeah, you don't go to the one in Somerset. No, you should go to the one in Seacon. Always. Seacon is high. It's everything that Swansea has. Seacon goes better. Yeah. That's a good rule. I know, I agree, but we were going to Spirits, which is a beautiful, wonderful liquor store. And you don't pay sales tax on right. beer so we in went, we went there, and then we were like, okay, well, we're already in Tom Village, so we're going to come and go here. Yankee Spirits, like, across from the mall. Yeah. That's, like, a really high quality. Yeah, and they were having beer tastings. So, I didn't tell you when the podcast started. What? Wow. What? What? Wait, not the same as last time. The same as last time when I didn't inform you what was going on? Uh, welcome to the Bit Players Bits Per Second podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. And I'm Anne-Marie. And Anne-Marie's new to us. She'll be our special guest for the day um, as we kind of fart and bumble our way through about an hour of talking. <laughs> I mean, there are notes. Better skills but... at selling this. <laughs> improving each time. It's getting better. No, there, we haven't had any long pauses. We haven't, like, you haven't corrected me on the purpose of the podcast yet. Not yet. Well, <laughs> I was nervous coming here, but now that I know that we're just going to fart and bumble, yeah, I feel I mean, pretty good about it. That's all we do at the Pits Per Second Podcast. But thank you for <laughs> listening. <laughs> Bits Per Second Podcast. Bits Per Second Podcast. Um, so, I mean, let's, so, well, what do we do on this podcast, Jared, just in case there are some first-time listeners? In case there are some first-time listeners to this long-running podcast, as up to episodes, um, what we do is we spend the first, um, let's say 45 minutes of the podcast talking about, um, some suggestions we've gotten from our social media pages and what we should talk about. Um, right now it looks like we're going to talk about first-term presidents and our biggest improv fails. Um, and a little bit of stand-up versus improv. Not that they're opposed to each other, just how they're different. Uh, we had a show where we did a, um, this week where we did some comedy with some stand-ups, and it was a very different crowd mm-hmm. for an improv crowd, and the entire tenor of the, of the room was more of a stand-up crowd. It wasn't exactly what we were used to. So just some things that we pulled away from that. And uh, then we'll go to our final section, which is Quit Your Bits In, where we all pick something that we just need to get off our chest. Yeah. And we have stuff today. Oh, if we didn't have stuff before, we certainly have stuff now. Because we have our <laughs> stuff is the best, best stuff. I don't know if there <laughs> is stuff that's better than our stuff. So let's get started. Um, so straight from our Facebook page, um, from Kevin Kalevi, our suggestion is one-term presidents. Why do we have them? Are they worth it? Are there any (laughs) that we should just kind of like write out of the history books? Um, And what does it say about our little country, or huge country, that for the most part we re-elect every bumbling fool that we've elected the first time? Well, as far as I can tell, like the the two-term president, like there there were like a a bunch of two-term presidents at the very beginning and, and a bunch at, you know, current, like currently. Yeah. Like in the past 50 years. But in the middle, there weren't, too many. There, there weren't too many re-elections. I mean, to be fair, we do shoot a lot of our presidents. Well, yeah. maybe we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, in previous times, and you know, a lot, and a lot died of various things while in office. Uh, yeah, Warren G. Harding had a heart attack while in office. Mm-hmm. Um, William Henry Harrison refused to see a doctor. Refused to see a doctor. Got pneumonia on his inauguration day, and died. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and uh, there are other ones. Like, I mean, Lincoln started his second term, but was well, assassinated, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> JFK did not have any hand in deciding whether or not he would be a two-term president That's either. True. Um, but the but the ones that did. Let's focus on the ones that like that maybe could have done it. Could could have run, but didn't. Sure. Uh, or could have succeeded or could again. Have succeeded again. I think most of them run again. Yeah, a good number of them. Except for um, Johnson, Lyndon Johnson decided not to run for second term. Yeah, because he had the last year. The last, uh, probably the, the the last president to have a conscience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if you read the biographies of Lyndon Johnson, but uh, well, like you got to uh, I don't know. Well, like the the I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I get what you're, I get what you're getting at. Um, but to, but I don't know to to say that okay, like. Pretty much messed things up in Vietnam, so I'm not going to run again. Yeah, like could you? <laughs> I could imagine a current politician saying that. I don't know. I can imagine Donald Trump doing a really bad job and then just kind of walking out and saying, "You know what, guys? Yeah, you fix it." Because <laughs> he's really known for. I mean, he's used to bankruptcy, so I, I guess not running is basically like filing bankruptcy. I feel like I feel like Trump would pull more of like the Irish goodbye. Like all of a sudden, just disappear. Just disappear. He would ghost. He would ghost the nation. (laughs) (laughs) President didn't show up for work this morning. It's funny because he lives in his office. (laughs) Uh, He was last seen in Florida (laughs) golfing. What? Where is he? Wasn't he the guy that was criticizing Obama for golfing too much? Uh, Where where are his detectives? (laughs) Where are his birth certificates? So there are a few. um, There are a few um, one-term presidents where you can kind of understand like why they didn't really take um john quincy adams is like he had a lot of he was not good at selling himself to congress he had a very tumultuous relationship with the the congress at the time Uh, he was also not exactly fairly elected um uh, andrew jackson at the time had more votes and kind of shoehorned quincy adams in but then quincy adams went on to have like a very successful career in the in the congress Mm -hmm. going back to Representing Massachusetts and mm-hmm. in uh, the House of Representatives, where he actually did a lot of. I was there, not to advertise other podcasts, but I'm not going to name it. But I listened to a president's podcast because I'm a nerd, <laughs> and they. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, the, some of the legislation he pushed through and the things that you don't really realize that these people do after um, they're out. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Having a having a long career after your presidency is something that you don't hear much about because I know like you know we have the Clinton Foundation uh, and we have <laughs> uh, you know, George W. Bush's second career as an artist um, <laughs> but, uh, but like nowadays I think you like we tend to we tend to think of the president like once you've been president like you know you're set for life like you're always president and like where are you going to go from there so, yeah I mean you just, do have the secret service detail for your entire life yeah for your but do the life. kids always have it I was wondering about that so when they for were, their whole lives I don't know I, was I don't think so because you know my my uncle was a secret service man and he actually whoa yeah. and he the big reveal for Bush and Clinton and like traveled with the Bush family, they had like a house in California and a house in Colorado, and they just went like back and forth wow. to those houses huh. with them. But I don't think that the the kids get the detail. So like Chelsea Clinton doesn't have one like sitting in her office. I don't think so. Watching I'm her. sure they have like a private security <laughs> team, but I I don't think it's the, the Secret Service. Huh. Huh. Yeah. That was a question we were leaving in the air, but now we actually know the answer. Yeah. Well, I might be lying. Or do they have the option of it and they just don't do it? 
Hmm. I just worry about like the Obama girls when they go to college. Yeah. Like, oh, who's that? That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, haven't you ever seen the Mandy Moore film? Oh yeah, Chasing the, Liberty. I think oh, it's called. That, yeah, but is, it, <laughs> is that the one with Michael Keaton as her dad, or is it like I, I know there there was there were dueling. There were dueling first daughter movies. Oh, there were. In, and like, another one was Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah. it was Katie Holmes. And, and before what? that, there was First Kid starring Sinbad. That was great. There's not. There's no. <laughs> it's beating, an all-time classic. There's no beating First Kid. Uh, <laughs> where there's like it was like it was like a kids movie where there was a gunfight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like every kids movie should have a gunfight, not just small soldiers. But like, uh, yeah, there is that. But uh, it's either, I even like. It seemed weird because not, not many kids, a lot of kids' movies try to go for like hand to hand combat, like if there's going to be violence, like Ninja Turtles, like, you know, have. No uh, one ever dies. They just get like tapped on the back of the head and they fall down. Yeah, yeah, they get knocked out pretty pretty easily. Clips. You'd think for like a group of juvenile delinquents led by a super dress. <laughs> Forgot that was Sam Rockwell. <laughs> But you'd think that they'd be, I mean, you'd think they'd be a little tougher. Like, these are street kids in the 80s? Those are tough kids. Yeah, I know. And they're smoking those cigarettes. There's yeah. a choice between regular and menthol. That's yeah. what I remember. <laughs> and that's how I learned what, what menthol was. Yeah, I know. Hey, Mom, what's menthol? Don't ever start smoking. Thanks, Mom. I still don't know. <laughs> so I Did asked, you ever start I, smoking, I didn't help though? Yes, because, um, just because I wanted to know. Were... That was it. Like, it was like, See, I, like, remove the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't have started smoking, but Ninja Turtles made me smoke. I have to find out what menthol is. Forever. Couldn't have had. And now they have those drugs. (laughs) Well, so there is a cigarette that Camel makes called Crush, where in the filter they have, you guys can't see what I'm doing with my fingers right now. Um, It's really interesting. I can see. That's disgusting. (laughs) So in the filter there's um, there's like a little cough drop type thing, Uh and you crush it. And it releases the menthol sensation, like liquid out, and then you, so you can smoke the menthol as as a menthol or a non-menthol, depending on whether or not you crush it. Oh. You, yeah. So it's I mean, gross. What will they think of next? You know, it's the the pioneering spirit of the tobacco industry that is keeping this country alive. One <laughs> <laughs> of what other industry could literally like put out ad, like, pay for ads? Telling you don't do this, like because yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, the truth, like whatever the the, the truth is that what it's called. But, yeah, but they again is that because and Marie stop scratching yourself on the table. <laughs> Sorry, take <laughs> off my collar. Um, the latest. just don't do it. Watch the money roll in. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, don't do this because you've got the <laughs> same people doing the ads. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's yeah. not like the tobacco industry is, all right, we're going to use our B team for these ads and our A team. I thought they out they outlawed tobacco ads in magazines. Did they now? I thought they did, but then I saw, I saw, I got a magazine that had one. I was very confused. I know Joe Camel's gone. Which is yeah, Joe sad. Camel. <laughs> With his penis face. Well, now they're just targeting kids. Yeah, well, they always were. Though. They always were. <laughs> yeah, but with like the e-cigarettes and all the flavors of like yeah. sweet and easy to get. Oh, well, e-cigarettes don't have tobacco in them, though. But, but they have they, nicotine. They have nicotine. And yeah, well, that's, they're not, that's what you need. They're not FDA approved, so you never, you don't even know what's inside. I mean, so it's like our food? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or nutritional supplements or any of the crap that we get to. Yeah. That's completely unregulated. 
because that's Orrin Hatch's main industry. You know, it's like the biggest industry other than the Mormon church in Utah is the sup vitamin supplement industry. Is it really? Yeah, it's gigantic. Well, and skiing and bros. Skiing and bros. Bros <laughs> are an industry in do. Utah. I think bros, Mormons, bros. vitamin supplements, mountains, and really salty water. The buses that take all the Mormons to Vegas in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to one-term presidents. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, I because my uncle is a Secret Service man, I did a project on Gerald Ford in the fifth grade, and I know that he was a one-term president. <laughs> but I got an A because I got to have a signed autograph Ooh. picture of him. What? With my what? Former so President got, Gerald Ford. I know, right? <laughs> you Cole's like nachos? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really impressive. I played Gerald Ford in uh, in the CTC, the Contemporary Theater Company's production of Assassins in, in 2013. Really? Uh, and I did, like, it was just like, he's in one scene, it's brief, really brief, and it's like a comic scene. I could see you as, uh, as a good Gerald Ford. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, it, um, where they have, it's a fictional, like, it's a fictional collaboration between Sarah Jane Moore and Squeaky Chrome, the two attempted assassins. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gerald Ford. Where that were part of the Manson family. Yeah, Chrome uh, was squeaky. squeaky was, yes. Um, but uh, unless there's another squeaky that I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, there's Ethan Chrome, but, uh, but he. But um, uh, I did research to find out, like, to find out how to speak like Gerald Ford because I'd only heard, I mainly only heard people making fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> and I found out. Pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does just kind of talk slowly as if the words are a little bit delayed. <laughs> Bubbling up from down. He's also considered like our greatest athlete president. He yeah. was a football player in Michigan, much like Tom Brady. <laughs> much, like, much like Trump supporter Tom Brady. <laughs> He's not a Trump supporter. He's, He's a, got the hat. That's all I need to know. All right. You know what? Lots of people have the hat. There's a guy in my kickball league that has that hat. <laughs> Is he, is he a Trump supporter? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a Trump supporter. Jim, stop licking my hand. <laughs> I, just, I just really need the salt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, other president, like he's a president that went on to do a lot after his presidency ended. Mm -hmm. Like um, Carter, too. I mean, Carter is kind of the quintessential, he was elected very young, right? He was in his late 40s when he was elected. Was it? Because like, he's like 90 now, right? Like, yeah. So that would be, that would put him about 50, right? Emery, look it up in your Yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. Because he's had the longest, or at least, I want to say it's the longest post-presidency, but he's just, he's been in the public eye for so long doing so much. Mm -hmm. Post-presidency is something that you're going to see a lot, I think you're probably going to see a lot with Obama, too. Yeah. I mean, because he, he's, Obama was what, 50? Was it 1950? Yeah, 55. 55. So he's got a good six years before he dies. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, President Obama, if you're listening today. But you never, I mean, you never know when you're going to die. <laughs> he's probably the healthiest president we've had. I mean, he's definitely got a rockin' bod. Oh, yeah. And Michelle, Michelle. too, yeah. And Michelle's got... I know you were allowed to bring that such big guns around the president. Like, don't take those guns to the Republican convention. <laughs> Oh, I need a second amendment for these bare arms. 
So he was 53 when he was elected in. No, Carter wasn't. Carter. I mean, it's still pretty young, right? For, Fairly, yeah. We think like average age. Maybe it's just because he's been in the public eye so much. Because I mean, it's also like a media thing. But his work with Habitat for Humanity is very well documented, and working with um, yeah. on the Israeli-Palestinian never-ending forever war. Well, because as far as far as I can tell, like during his presidency, you know, Carter was kind of like the, the the water on the fire, <laughs> just saying, like, guys, this is. This is how things are. And no one wants a president that's a fun sponge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Reagan comes along and he's just a ray of sunshine. Guys, everything's going to work out completely fine as long as we stop taxing rich people so much. And was like, oh, it's that nice guy from the cowboy movies. And the one with the monkey. Let's put him in charge of the friggin' nukes. Like, that sounds like a great idea. So what do you think, Ben? Is, is it better for them to just be one-term president so they can move on and do great things under the radar? I, I would say it sh- it shouldn't go without saying that every president should be a two-term president, even if it's a good president. I think we just also just don't like to be reminded that we might have made a mistake as the American people. Yeah, so that's true. When you get, you know, what's our what are our turnout rates? You like forty percent? Yeah, like in the forties for for presidential for presidential issues. Like that's that's that, so, that, that, and that's that's high for America. <laughs> yeah, so you've got half the country, a little less than half the country, a little so a quarter of the country. Where was I going? <laughs> I'm only trying to do math and talk at the same time in my head. So, so, so the country elects somewhat popularly this president, and they don't want to be told they made a mistake, even if they're not a huge fan of them later. So, like that's how you how do you explain Obama's approval? Oh, Obama's approval ratings were are underwater for the first time, and then he gets reelected in 2012. Well, yeah, we don't want to be wrong. You know, we don't want. That's to, true. Like, oh no, this person that we said was the best of all of us. Oh, the best of all the best of us, of all even us. though we're having the drone war. No. I'm okay, uh, with, I'm okay with drones. I just don't want them flying in my house. <laughs> just don't come to my house. <laughs> like, I see, you see people, like, flying them around, and yeah. you're just like, oh, in that's mall, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? Like, oh, look at my drone, look at my drone. Like, no, 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 get away from my house. Actually, it's illegal in Rhode Island to do that. Oh, is it really? I was out to like a beautiful lunch in Maine on this like dock overlooking the water, and then there was this drone just like flying above it. Like, this is not relaxing at all. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> Stop looking at me. I don't know. It's just I'm always a little concerned that there's a camera on it and they're filming it. Mm-hmm. Though I know everything's always filming me. Like my phone always knows where I am. Yeah. Like, if I walk by an ATM, someone that looks like me commits a murder, I'm probably going to get called in the police. These are the things I worry about on if a daily we, basis. If, if we could get all these pe- all those people to just listen to this podcast. Like, yeah, I'd be I mean, okay with that. if everyone that's looking at me right now on some form of camera... Just subscribe to Bits Per Second. Just subscribe to Bits Per Second. Leave us a good review. Uh, say, I'm Five stars or no stars. You don't get to choose. Um, just like I don't get to choose whether or not you're watching me on your ATM camera. Just say, I'm the guy. I'm the guy, <laughs> hi. I'm the guy who's watching, or girl. Yeah, I mean, I assume there are some ladies watching. Yeah, for sure. Still got it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have this, on the unrelated to President's topic, me talking about women, I, um... <laughs> Oh, this is the part of the show where Jared talks about women. Yes, this is part where everybody turns it off. Yeah. Very, very professionally. Re- ready those forward. Remember, there's seconds. a woman present today. 
There's two, the actually, if you count the dog. Oh, yeah. I went, I was working in Connecticut last week, and I went to this coffee shop in the middle of the day. I need to refuel, get my juices going. So I go to this coffee shop, and they're playing the new Coheed and Cambria album over the speakers. Oh. And I like Coheed and Cambria. They're a really good band. So, and there was, like, one of those, like, kind of hot hipsterish girls. She has, like, the diamond tattoo on her, on her, like, knuckle or whatever. <laughs> like, that's just, like... And she's like, looks like a friggin' hipster girl. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I want to see if I still got it. Do 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 do. So I go up to her, like, oh, hey, is this the, uh, <laughs> this the new uh, Cody and Cameron album? And she's like, looks at me, and kind of like, I, yeah, that was some I, I don't stink know. face. I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. You guys yeah, can't for see. For those listening, this Jared, yeah, Jared just gave the perfect stink face because it really face. messed with me. Mm-hmm. So she just looks at me like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking. And then the very friendly, effeminate barista, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, it's Cohen and Cambria. I'm like, all right, so still got it with dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not the still ladies. Still got it with dudes. Maybe Doesn't you can matter. do that stink face one more time yes, so I can pink yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. That'll, that'll, go the that'll go on the that'll Instagram. That'll go on the Instagram. It'll go on the bits per second Facebook page. Just to, that as, is, a, as a visual component to this. That is the yeah. face that we want. We really do want multimedia. Yeah, we want everyone to know that if you're a woman and you just want to give me the stink face, I'm going to know that you heard the podcast. So I'm just walking down the street. (laughs) It's going to be. And just just every woman in Newport, Rhode Island could just be like, stink face. And I would be really happy because that means we That's going to be our all righty then. Yeah. (laughs) Flash the stink. That's going to be our where's the beat. Flash the stink. I mean, that could have different connotations. What are you doing? I'm flashing you my stink. No! No! no, no. no. <laughs> Before you flash the stink, look on the Facebook page, look on the Instagram for the... <laughs> what it actually means. For what it actually means. Because I don't want strangers show me, show me there as Fred Durst. They're chocolate starfish. Like, I don't need to see it. hot dog flavored water. really don't want to see the hot dog flavored water. Woo! Flash the stink. Flash the stink. Hashtag flash the stink. But is the new Cody and Camry album good? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. They um, so I kind of I <laughs> the topic lost... of bands that we listen to that nobody nowadays does. Yeah, so so I I was really into them earlier, and then we started doing those um, they do these acoustic versions of um Antonin Scalia's Descent. Oh, I saw that. The yes. Affordable Care Act. So funny. So I was like, oh. Oh, they have a new album coming out, so it was like really cool. <laughs> well, the bands that show our age, basically. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these are bands that were cool when I was young, and they're still around, still had a soul. <laughs> so, like, if they're if I'm as old as I am, which is eighty two, and they're like five or ten years older than me, so they've got to be in their like late nineties, early hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> about Jimmy Carter age. Yeah, about <laughs> Jimmy Carter age. <laughs> I wonder what Coheed and Cambria does for um, Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> in their post presidency, yeah, and their in their in their post, yeah. They, you know, I'm, I'm trying unsuccessfully to spit out the one of the lyrics from one of their famous songs and coming up dry. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'm really good at words, and I'm completely blanking because I did not expect to talk about this right now. Anywho, we'll probably just cut that part out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what editing's for. Um, so yeah, so we'll move on to our next topic. I think we've 
not talked about presidents enough for one day. Nobody, talk, <laughs> nobody brought up James K. Polk, and like you know, I, all I know about him is just listen that they might be giants. So, and we, and uh, we did not bring up American hero George H. W. Bush. George H. W. Well, who is an American hero? Let's, I mean, uh, and, and he signed up for the World War II when he was like sixteen or seventeen years old, right? Yeah, he was jumping out of planes and stuff. I mean, he did not have to do that. His father was a senator, <laughs> right, from yeah. Connecticut. From Connecticut, they're not from Texas. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think that's, I don't think we need to make fun of him. We can make fun of him, you know. I mean, we For can. throwing up on the Japanese for me. I mean, that was, that's yeah. <laughs> But I feel like those are. <laughs> not knowing how cash register works. And, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but think, like, how many times do you think that a Bush has gone grocery, I mean, I mean, George W. Bush probably did a lot of grocery shopping on his own, because, like, you can't just send your Secret Service detail out to get your own cocaine. That's yeah, true. Like, you have <laughs> to, you have to, you have to get in the car and. Go into whatever neighborhood. I wouldn't know where to drop buy cocaine anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I'm getting too old. Like I, I wouldn't even know where to buy Molly. Where would I buy Molly? You know? Uh, no, I don't I, know. I don't. Not that I'm asking you guys to get me Molly. <laughs> I, I don't. I just like I feel so disconnected from the drug culture. Like my Jenko jeans and. I know. I felt pretty old when my my sister in law, who is college age, for the first time mentioned Molly a couple of years ago. I'm like. Who's she? What's up, like, with, who's, why do we hate Molly? Was this at Thanksgiving? Was she, like, coming out as, like, a reaver? No, not at all, but she's just, she like, could be a fish fan. name <laughs> dropped Molly, and I was like, oh, well, I don't know what that means. Hmm, like, it's I a new know. drug. Well, there you go. Not a new drug, really. It's yeah. a new name for an old drug. You know not what I do? Name. <laughs> I'd flash the stink at people doing Molly. <laughs> Hashtag flash the stink. Hashtag, Hashtag that. Flash yeah. the stink. All right, so moving on from presidents, um, our next topic will be our biggest improv fails. Uh, this is a topic near and dear to my heart, uh -huh. um, mostly because of a little game I call bartender. Uh -huh. So I don't always pay attention when we're doing the game. Give me the setup, Jim. Give me the setup. How does bartender work? Well, bartender uh, is a game that we play as the bit players uh, in which uh, someone, usually Jared, uh, it plays a bartender behind a bar. Uh, we have a little mock-up bar uh, at the theater. Um, and people will come in with their problems and, you know, as you want to do, like, they'll tell the problems to the bartender and the bartender will, will have a solution. Uh, but the people will actually sing their problems. Uh, and the bartender will sing a solution. Yes. And Jared is our uh, um, resident bartender, resident bartender, and, and resident. Um, Don't say alcohol. Balladier. I was <laughs> balladier. Minstrel. Minstrel. That carries a different connotation. But uh, yeah, always warbler. I don't know. <laughs> War. I like warbler. Busker. <laughs> Busker. Yes. So I sit there with the guitar and sing back the problems. So the, the thing with this game is people come in with a problem and you have to come up with a solution behind the bar. Mm -hmm. So if I, sometimes I forget that I'm supposed to do that mm -hmm. and, I come, and nothing comes out. And sometimes it's just nonsense. <laughs> um, there was one time where I told Jim came to the bar for thinking about a problem. I don't remember what the problem was, but my answer was that he should buy a popsicle truck. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I mean, I assume it was. I was thinking ice cream truck, but I don't. <laughs> but the, hashtag popsicle truck. 
Um, I would definitely drive a popsicle truck. Jim's raining down popsicles truck now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that, and I, I, I tend most of the time pretty good, but sometimes kind of like lose focus on what's going on, especially if the joke that I was planning on using in response gets used. Kevin's classic at that. Kind of Kevin Palavi, who's one of our our improvisers. He's one of those guys that just like throws everything in the kitchen sink, like out in in the in any game really. Like here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke, and there it is. It's just very like kind of a, a shock and awe with his comedy. Yeah. Not that he's. Well, there's something to be said for that. Oh yeah, just no, absolutely. Do, just to take it from all sides, do everything. But I just know that yeah. at some point Kevin's going to use the joke that I'm that you plan going yeah. to, which is good because it means we all have good minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's where you get your popsicle trucks from. <laughs> popsicle trucks. I'm trying to remember what. It, what what was the topic of that? Was this remember. recently? Or no, was no, like five was, years oh, ago. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your biggest improv fail, Emery? I don't know. I feel like I fail quite often. Um, so I can attest to that. I I know that. Well, just this past Friday, I split my pants on stage, so that was a pretty big fail for me. How did I not notice that? I. It was during Helping Hands. And I yeah, popped you a squat. worked it into the scene. Too. Yeah, I was like, oh, I just split my pants. I popped a squat to pick up my golf club, and it was like, but it happened like right, right mid thigh that I could hide it. So not nobody knew in the audience. Mid thigh, like. <laughs> but I know that there was another fail, and it happened this past summer. And it actually, there was another scene with Jim that, oh God, I don't even remember what game it was. But we, oh, I think it might have been cause and effect or. It was some sort of physical comedy, and somebody yelled out for us to do a somersault. Oh, stop question? That game where we, like, I don't think that's the official title of it, but we stop and we ask the audience what's going to happen next. No? you sure this is something like a thing in your personal life? No, but anyway, they they suggested doing a somersault, and I didn't want Jim to have to do it. So Uh, I, like, took one for the team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you suggesting that Jim Foley is not an expert in the gymnastic arts? I know. You look at him and you think flexibility. Yeah. You think balance. But I just was like, you know what? No. I want to do the somersault for Jim. I'm going to take one for the team. And I did a somersault and I was trying to get back up to like, ta-da, like big finish gymnastics. Carrie Strug's And I just ate it. Like I tried to push myself up and I fell right back. Onto my back and made some weird Muppet noise like and went straight down. I like it. It was a fail. What's your biggest improv fail? Oh God, I don't know. Um, Let me. um, I know that I'm remembering this uh, unexpected company show, my old group, um, where we did a uh, did a Laurent, which was which we've done we've done in rehearsal, like Mm -hmm. where we you know we uh, have like. Like a character wheel, essentially, where like character, like one character leaves the leaves one scene, another character comes in, but the characters kind of stay constant. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays the same character. Uh, and it's kind of like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, kind of. Um, but I remember like endowing, like, like I remember having like a really flirtatious scene with one of the other uh, one of the other characters early on, and later on, accidentally endowing her as my grandmother. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been there, though, right? Yeah. Um, I had one, actually, last week where we were, in, we were doing a game called Serenade, where usually we bring up someone from the audience, 
we interview them, kind of get their story. It's usually either someone's birthday, anniversary, or bachelorette party. Uh, we get a lot of bachelorette parties. That's actually how I met my wife. Um, not her own bachelorette party, though. I did not steal her. <laughs> um, anywho, so we had this, this lovely, lovely young woman up. And she was talking about how she met her husband. I guess they met in high school, and they dated for a little while, and he was like way more into her than she was into him. And then she eventually came around and decided that she wanted to, you know, make it work and marry him. And like a bastard, I asked her, huh, so uh, what made you come back to her, to him? Uh, was it because you turned 30 or something? <laughs> and it got this, that kind of, you know when Seth MacFarlane makes jokes? Where you, oh, yeah. it's like that groan funny, where you're like, yeah. we shouldn't be making fun of the disabled. <laughs> so this 30-year-old woman was my disabled person. Uh, so it was funny, but, I mean, it was really funny. Did she really flash funny. the stink? She flashed <laughs> me the stink. Actually, 75 people in the audience flashed yeah. me their stink. <laughs> and it was, uh, I thought it was my best work. I just feel like, so, like... No matter how hard you try to control it, sometimes these things come out and you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. No. I, yeah. Like last night in an Irish drinking song, I couldn't think of anything to rhyme with kids other than dying of SIDS. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> that was a pretty big fail. I don't understand why that's not funny. <laughs> I... It just seemed like too early in the show to be making a SIDS joke. See, that's where you challenge your audience. <laughs> Are you going to come for this ride with me? So We're going to kill babies! I, I, I think only like the first two rows in the audience heard it because I kind of like tried to muffle it a little bit and I got the like same, like they flashed me the stink and they were like, oh. <laughs> so audience, just so you know, Anne-Marie also gets flashed the stink from time to time. From we time all do. We all yeah. do. <laughs> flash the stink. I mean, and also, my anytime I try to do gibberish is a terrible thing. Oh. <laughs> well, because you end up saying words. Like, you hit it too. It's like, you run out of, I mean, you shouldn't run out of gibberish. But you always end up using real words. Because they just kind of like, Yeah, my down. inflections need some work. So. And sometimes it gets like vaguely racist. Vaguely racist. Because <laughs> you kind of, you find a stereotype in there. Stero yeah, like it, it, you have to actively steer away from doing languages, like, do, yeah. like doing foreign languages. Unless you're Vlad, and then you're foreign, and you can yeah. just do in it. In my head, I'm well, always like, Swedish chef, Swedish chef. Ah, Swedish chef, yes. Swedes are generally okay with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're the most beautiful, successful people in the world, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I don't know how we talk or speak. Hmm. Yeah, we can punch up. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're allowed to do Punch that. up. <laughs> Man, have you read oh, the Millennium yeah. series? It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it. I've seen the movies. They're fantastic. There's a lot, a lot of rape in those. Oh, okay. It's true. There is. <laughs> that should probably be edited out, too. Yeah, we should probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was an improv fail. <laughs> that was... Something I, in my head was going to be really funny. And <laughs> you just said it as if, as if we had talked about yeah. rape before. Like, so like, a lot of rape in that, too. <laughs> so for our next topic, as Jim slurps at his iced coffee, is going to be um, improv versus stand-up.
not as a cage match, but as um, a medium? How are they different? Are the crowds different? Um, can improv and stand-up peacefully coexist in the same venue? So, Jim, go I think, ahead. I think, yes, they can, but they don't often. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think, like, it's, it's just that um, with stand-up, I mean, like, stand-up comedians will tell you about, like, the, the comedy club era and how that's kind of got, you know, fallen by the wayside. There aren't very, very many comedy clubs anymore. Um, comedians are not, stand-up, you know, comedians will usually perform, like, you know, on comedy nights at <laughs> coffee houses and other things, other, other venues or theaters or, you know, theaters like we have or uh, where, where it's, I, mean, I don't know. There's a certain comedy club atmosphere. Yeah. But that, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it's just kind of like, you know, like you, uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe it without, without bad mouthing a lot of comedy clubs. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's usually a more intimate thing. So the room is a little more compact. I'm just mm. comparing it to our theater, is mm -hmm. where it's very big and open and there's a stage. And well, our theater is not that big. Like, like when it, um, it's gigantic. We could fit everybody that listens to the podcast in that theater. Well, it's true. We could. <laughs> That's, that would be a And they could probably even bring a guest. <laughs> yeah. But only attractive people that have pork roll. Right. Yes, it's true. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, well, I guess th that... Well, comedy clubs are very are very much like the establishment, or like that's where like touring comedians go, like national comedians. Big go. comedy, like uh, yeah, like um, well, like it's like medium comedy because the big comedians tend to fill theaters, sure, and right. like the but like kind of the working class comedians. I'm not going to say that, like, not to say that not that the famous comedians don't do it because a lot do. Like if you look at Comedy Connection in East Providence, a lot of the uh, a lot of big names get you know stopped there uh, whenever they're touring. But like it's very very much like you know we're going to bring in comics touring comics from elsewhere, and the local ones just kind of like you'll either host or you'll open up. You get five minutes. It's kind of uh, not conducive to local talent and not not and, and kind of limiting. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought it was interesting um, that I heard somebody say that, like, as far as our theater goes, it's BYOB. Uh -huh. So it creates, like, a certain atmosphere and almost mm -hmm. creates, like, clicks in the audience because everybody that's, like, drinking together is one click and another one is another click. And uh -huh. they said that when people go to stand-up, they'd rather be served. So it creates, like, a different atmosphere. Served what? Like, alcohol. Like... Sitting at oh, table. not divorce papers. No. Yes. <laughs> that was how I became a comedian. I was, I was actually just serving. I, I, was, I was posing as a stand-up comedian in order to uh, serve <laughs> someone papers and discovered I liked it. <laughs> yeah, so it's more of a kind of a restaurant atmosphere. Yeah, yes. like there's a different a different feel to it. I, and, and I mean, for the most part, I feel like when you're at a stand-up show as the audience, unless you're the person being like, picked out and made fun of it's kind of more like passive like you're sitting there you're watching you're laughing yeah but like you're not really running the show whereas at improv you're you're it's, it has to be active yeah, yeah. And i feel like it's a different mindset too can you think of i mean i can't think i mean there are certainly improvers that do stand up and stand up stand up that do improv but can you think of anyone that does both routinely you know it's not uh yeah i don't know like anybody who's known 
equally for improv and stand up because yeah. I know like like Matt Besser, one of the founders of Upright Citizens Brigade, he had, he does stand up, but he's primarily an improviser. Now, were you guys ever uh, lovers? Matt Besser and I? Yes. I met him once. Um, that doesn't answer my question. No, no, we were never lovers. Did you uh, flash um, in the stink? I, 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 yeah, yeah, I came close to it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll never listen to this podcast, so he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know, who, who was, like, I guess, like, Aziz Ansari does yeah. stand does stand-up and improv very well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the SNL cast is kind of, it depends who it is, but a lot of them do both. Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's different with, like, audiences that they just take ownership of what's happening on stage differently. Mm-hmm. Like, in stand-up, they take ownership because they can relate to it, and they're talking about something that they know happens to them. Yeah. Whereas in improv, they take ownership because it was, like, their idea, and they came up with it. And a lot of times, what's happening physically doesn't exactly matter as much. I mean, because for some comics, certainly do a lot, stand-ups do a lot of physical stuff. Mm-hmm. But improv, it's so much based on what you're doing physically and how yeah. you're yeah. miming things and how you're kind of pushing scenes along. Where it's <laughs> I, this comes up because we had a we did a charity show for the the relay for relay for life. life. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for cancer, so we raised money for for can- cancer. Yeah. For <laughs> cancer. So we raised some money for cancer. Um, big cancer. Big cancer. <laughs> uh, we're in the pocket of big cancer. We're in the pocket of big cancer. <laughs> so, um, and just the setup was very much set up for a stand-up. And there were three stand-ups that went on before we did. So it made a lot of sense for them. So yeah, they had chairs along the side. So, but that makes a lot more sense for someone that's doing crowd work, that's talking to people individually, that you don't really need to see their face to see exactly what's going on, or it wasn't exactly physical. Um, these these comics were very good, but they were they they weren't physical people mm-hmm. um, in terms of their delivery. When so when you're performing as an improviser in front of a group where you need to be seen, yeah, having people sitting behind you <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And so it was a weird room for us. So I just I've been thinking a lot about well, is this something like is is it the crowd that different? Are the same people going to improv shows that are going to stand up shows? And it seems like there's some, like there's certainly some crossover, but it seems like in terms of your experience, what you're getting there, what you're doing, you're definitely looking for a different thing. Yeah. In each of those. And I think, well, if for a stand-up uh, audience, or because uh, uh, I mean, the when for our show, the stand-ups went first and we went last. Like, Requiring patience is tricky. Yeah, because I think like with your stand-up comic, you have to command the room. Like you have to, uh, you you. I mean, essentially, you decide how your audience. Like you, I mean, you you tell the audience how to behave. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're in charge. Um, and essentially, like if you don't, you, you have, it's your responsibility to hold on to them uh, by whatever uh, by whatever means. Uh, and I think. An improv audience, it's uh, like you you can you can ask for you, you can have a quiet scene, like you can have a you you can have a scene that does that takes a little bit longer to take off. Uh, and if it sucks, audience, you can kill it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's the big thing too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another. It's something's there, and there and there and the partnership aspect of it too, like the the relationship. Like if you like you're if you have a scene partner it's easy to to help each other out whereas if you're a stand up your only partner is the audience and they're harder to 
yeah. <laughs> harder to set expectations for. I think it's also like wild how people who aren't in the comedy realm of things just assume that if you say you do improv that you do stand up. Yeah. They're like, oh well, like tell me a joke, and I'm like, well, no, it that's doesn't really exactly work. Well, if you say way. if you do stand up when someone says tell me a joke, that's also stupid. Right. <laughs> like, that's true. Also bad. True. But they I, people don't understand the difference really. I don't, I don't see the people that I'm interacting with on a daily basis that when it comes up that I do improv are like, Oh, how do you get up there and talk about things like you do? And I'm like, eh, no, you're thinking stand up. <laughs> Sometimes I just tell people it's stand up because it's not worth trying to explain. It's because yeah. yeah. they know what it is. And if you, especially if you don't want to have a long conversation about Drew Carey and whose line is it anyway, um, you're just going to, yes, I do stand up. I work at a comedy club in Newport. Yeah. And then <laughs> they come easier. and they're like, what the hell is this? This yeah. isn't stand-up. Where is he? Why are you talking about your wife? Yeah. Because like, right now, I'm a character. <laughs> My name is DJ Double Stuff. DJ Double Stuff. <laughs> I'm a DJ from Fall River. <laughs> DJ Wolf Blitzer is going to come in soon. Ooh. <laughs> That's Lobo. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but, um, but, like, the one thing that... No, you know, one one thing that improv and stand up has in common is that all like a lot of it depends on the atmosphere. Like on, on the, like you know, the the room essentially defines like what kind of show you do, which is why it's equally uh, it's equally infuriating. And you're as a as a stand up, if somebody someone tells you, "Tell me a joke," yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'll tell you a joke right here, one on one, which is exactly <laughs> the same thing as standing on a stage in front of an audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are similarities, but there are definitely differences. That is the thesis of every one of every paper that I've graded this year. <laughs> they were the same, but also different. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if you understand that, but some things can both be both hot and cold at the same time. I know, cooler, cooler and warmer. <laughs> local <laughs> jokes get us local audiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we have gotten to the quit your bits and portion of the podcast, where we talk about something we just can't let go of, something that we're super interested in, or really just anything at all that we feel like talking about. Um, so, Anne-Marie, you brought us some New Jersey delicacies. <laughs> that is true. So, so what I decided to talk about for this portion of the show is a beautiful breakfast meat that is native to New Jersey called Taylor Ham Pork Roll. Now, is this all of New Jersey? Is there a specific part no, of New Jersey? No, it's the whole state of New Jersey. Um, if you go into like a deli or a bagel shop or a diner, you'll always see in like the breakfast sandwich section, you can get a Taylor ham, egg and cheese or a pork roll, egg and cheese, depending on which part of Jersey you're from, you call it different things. But this is a staple breakfast meat. There's even a pork roll festival in South Jersey. Is that just like a bunch of like fat women from New Jersey hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> in a park, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I've seen it actually in Rhode Island, like, at different... There's a place in Warwick that um, has a bunch of different hamburgers, and there's one called, like, the Frank Sinatra, and they have it with, like, Taylor Ham on, well, that would make on sense. a burger. He's, like, a founding father of New Jersey, right? And, yeah, and pork roll. And, and pork roll. <laughs> <laughs> so I figure... I, I don't think enough people in New England have gotten to try this, and it's so magical that... Everybody should be able to, to at least give it a try. So I brought it here. I had a box. I went home to New Jersey last weekend. Um, and I, I figured that I'd bring it here for you guys to try. So uh, this is a hickory smoked pork roll. Six thin tangy slices. It's tangy. It's tangy. Tangy meat. Um, our ingredients include pork, uh, salt, sugar, sodium nitrate, sodium nitrate again, 
I guess New Jersey really likes sodium nitrate. <laughs> um, lactate acid and starter culture make people that install. That's like hipsters. Yeah, <laughs> and starter culture. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to read the rest of the nutrition facts because it's disheartening. Yeah. But it says it is delicious fried, barbecued, or grilled. Yep. And we went with the fried. fried. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, just for the record, Gracie, Jared's dog, also had half of the pork roll. <laughs> she, uh, what we could manage to save. <laughs> so what we could manage to save, and we'll put this on our all our silly social media, um, huge bite out of what we're eating already. <laughs> so, so this is the first bite that right, these so this guys is, get to take. Like two New Englanders trying, trying a pork roll for the first time. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I dig it. They're, they're it's, chewing. It is delicious. It's tangy. Mm -hmm. It is tangy. Yeah. I'm just not going to talk for the rest of this podcast. I know, mm -hmm. right? Now they're going to be busy. But yeah. for those who don't know, this this particular one that I brought is ShopRite brand, which is a New Jersey grocery store. Um, but... They normally come, you can buy these in like six pound logs. So when you like go on vacation with your family in New Jersey, generally you bring a log of pork roll and you cut it off. <laughs> you cut off slices as you go. Um, and it's just, my, I mean, my mom sends it to my brother in California. That's how much, that's my, how much people love it. My mom used to do that with Portuguese sausage. She sent it to me in New Hampshire. Yeah. It's always about those cured meats. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. I love it. Good. I suddenly want to go to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever find yourself in New Jersey, stop at like a deli because New Jersey has those on like New England. Good delis. We have plenty of delis. Not not like traditional delis. You're saying or, or bagel shops? You guys don't have really bagel shops. Yeah, we don't have enough bagel shops. Okay, enough, but we have them. We have some. Well, like, yeah, there's a Brugger's in Boston somewhere. Yeah. Are you <laughs> are you disparaging the Einstein brothers? Where, where where are they? <laughs> Not in New England. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm talking like bagel shops owned by families that oh, like so you not go Panera? in. No, yeah, you go in. You and know, Panera is the little engine that could. Shut up. Is that a Gina Raimondo <laughs> joke or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those not steeped in Rhode Island politics, so, Rhode Island just went through a tourism fiasco, <laughs> in which uh, they paid a half a million dollars for a logo that sucks. And a slogan a that doesn't of, make any fucking slogan sense. slogan that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and the, the uh, what is it, the tourism website leads people out of state. <laughs> so, for example, Newport Restaurant Week, which is a big off-season moneymaker for the city of Newport because it gets people to go to the restaurants. Um, they have, like, huge discounts on, like, a, what, how do you pronounce it? Pre-fix? Yeah, prefix pre menus. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Oh, and it sent people to Massachusetts for their, their eating and mm -hmm. everything. So it was like very, everything she does is failure. Like Panera. Places like Panera. <laughs> Look, Panera's great. It's, it's fine. The cinnamon crunch be... bagel is to die for. Oh, Panera's delicious, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it on a tourism website. No. If you think a Panera bagel is good, you got to come to New Jersey. Okay. I'm already I've, going for your pork rolls. I've, had, I've, I've been. So I know. <laughs> Real bagels are good. Yeah. No. yeah, they are. So you would get this on like a hard roll or a bagel. So not wheat toast. Not wheat toast, but that's all I had at my house. I'm into it. Thanks for grocery shopping for me today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? You guys don't have to worry <laughs> about lunch now. Yeah. 
Oh, we're just gonna listen to this eat for a little while. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a portion of each each podcast. <laughs> so, so where's the line of demarcation where it no longer is pork roll or... and Taylor ham? Yeah, it's pretty much like a New Jersey versus South Jersey thing. So, if you're from North Jersey, you generally call it Taylor ham, and if you're from South Jersey, you call it pork roll. Um, Taylor ham is just the most popular. So, brand South of Jersey it. would be like the Philadelphia, right? Jersey. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the shore. You, you kind of go either way. But my friends and I have spoke about, um, you know, starting a food truck that just drives up and down the shore that sells <laughs> pork roll sandwiches only. Because when you're on the beach in a bikini, what more do you want than a good old party tangy oh, sandwich? Tangy, salty, <laughs> bloating ham. Exactly. I'm already seeing the ad campaign. Like, <laughs> similar to, like, Carl's Jr. with. <laughs> On the beach. Oh. Mm. There's nothing more sexual than what I'm eating right now. <laughs> no, it's actually super good. So, really yes. Good. That's why I'm bits in because I think pork roll should become a national sensation. It's got to. Especially given our, the country's focus on healthy Obesity. eating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could do it. We bring it. We could mm-hmm. just, yeah, this would just feed into the ob- ob- obesity epidemic. And oh, if you eat it beautiful. every day, though. I have been eating it every day, so... <laughs> well, that's because you're pregnant. And you- no, that is because I am on a cleanse. We're going to cut that, right? <laughs> yes. No, we're not cutting that. <laughs> Amory's not pregnant. Amory's not pregnant. No. <laughs> but she's not drinking because she's on a cleanse. But So the cleanse, you can't have alcohol, but you can have nitrate-rich New Jersey sandwich meat. Exactly. So do you <laughs> ever eat it raw? No, I've never eaten it raw. That's the dog how it tasted. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Your dog might have the shits later, but it's like a hot dog. You, you can eat it raw, mm-hmm. but nobody does. It's not preferred. No. Yeah. So what are you bitsing about, Jim, now that you've finished your, your uh, pork roll? <clears throat> well, uh, this week, I'm, today I'm bitsing about Hollywood. Um, and I was reminded of it because I just I saw a movie yesterday that simultaneous, simultaneously really, really entertained me. And really enraged me. Um, and it's called The Judge. Mm. Uh, it's the one with Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr. Because, uh, I mean, it's a fairly, like, on the surface, it's a fairly just, like, uncontroversial, safe, like, uh, like just regular A-lister movie. Like, uh, that it, it's it's pretty simple plot. The guy, Robert Downey Jr.'s hotshot lawyer. His dad's, like, a really, like, a, a famous judge in his hometown uh, everybody knows him, and the dad is charged with murder, and the son has to defend him. Um, it's, uh, like, it, it, Do we need to have a spoiler alert? No, well, I'm not gonna spoil it, but, uh... Okay. It's probably predictable anyway. It's, yeah, it's, like, it, it's not, yeah, nothing happens that's a big surprise. Yeah. Like, the son, like, the son, like, they're estranged, they have a bad relationship, the son comes home, they rekindle their relationship. And, like, makes you know, him his own Iron Man suit. Yeah, makes him his yeah, Iron Man suit. I feel like suit. I've actually seen this movie. Yeah, it came out a couple of years ago. Um, but it's the kind of movie that, while it's really formulaic, doesn't really you, you don't really see anymore in that it's just a star vehicle. Like It, it, it depends completely on acting, pretty much. Because the writing is... Like, the writing's okay, but it's not, you know... It's not like you could walk into uh, walk into a producer's office and be like, "Hey, I got an idea. I got this great idea for you know a judge and his son." 
like and sell it immediately uh it's all, like it completely it hinges on like the two stars and i feel like that's something that happened <laughs> that's really old-fashioned like mm-hmm. from the old days like you know a movie would be like spencer tracy and Catherine hepburn and you know who cares what else like <laughs> uh and that's what this one kind of is were you talking about look who's coming again guess who what is it called guess who's coming to dinner yeah with sydney portier was that Catherine Hepburn? Was was Hepburn in? The, I I haven't seen it, but I know it's it's Spencer Tracy. Uh, I was I was thinking of like Adam's Rib or one of those. Uh, I like the remake with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yes, yeah, and Bernie Mac. Yeah, and Bernie Mac. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> what? Use words. You just went into a, a work roll coma. <laughs> I came out of it. I'm I'm un, I'm I'm okay. I forgot to warn you guys about that. Because it's it's like it's the nitrates, <laughs> sleepy nitrates, <laughs> sleepy nitrates, sleepy nitrates. You can't just say you know what and then flash the stink and, <laughs> yeah. and not say a word. It's not. I will flash the stink whenever I see fit. <laughs> but it's like uh, yeah, um, but it's like uh, the. The director of of it is the guy who made Wedding Crashers, so it's like it's out of character for him. Like it's a guy he he made when he directed Wedding Crashers, he directed Fred Claus, he, he directed uh, what was the, what was another what was the other failure of his? But he's like apparently this guy he he, he just wanted to make a drama and he did it, uh, and it's like over two hours long and it's not like it's it's like a patient movie. It doesn't it doesn't have to like. Uh, wow you every second like there there isn't like constant constant drama like there's not it's not stuffed with things that are happening like it's just kind of like and, and it's not a great movie but i was just kind of like oh like, that, this, is, this is just this is a real movie yeah <laughs> like you get kinda, mm-hmm. left with that feeling of like oh, okay that happened mm-hmm. and that's it yeah <laughs> i feel like that nothing more nothing. most most of what i watch that's not uh, the entire series of The Office. Mm. Here's what I just finished this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I rewatched all 207 episodes. I mean, it's only I like been it. three years. Now I'm starting Cheers. Oh, good. And what you call a late bloomer. Yeah. I've never really watched Cheers either. It's spectacular. I love, I loved, I watched it when I was a kid. That was, it, it's a great show. <laughs> That's not related to anything. No. I just want to talk about things I've been watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the, the American Office is better than the British one. I do too. I don't like Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Unless he's listening to the podcast, in which case. If you want to come on, Ricky? In which case, Ghost Town was a really funny movie. (laughs) What's The Art of Lying? Is that the one with Jennifer Invention of Lying, yeah. Invention of Lying. Where, like, the entire movie's plot hinged upon why would women be interested in Ricky Gervais if he's not lying? Yeah. Actually, there's a Ricky Gervais show that I really liked called Derek. Oh, is that the one where he works in a nursing home? Yeah, no, he's actually, Derek, like, he is, like, a special needs person, and it's very, very good. Yeah, and he works in a nursing home. Does he work there, or does he reside there? I I thought he worked there. I've only seen a few episodes, but it was very entertaining. (laughs) I haven't watched it. (laughs) No, we're just talking about things. Hey, Marie, let's watch it. Yeah, there you go. Well, what are you bitsing about? I am bitsing about bro sports. So, I had um, a number of the bit players... Doug and Rachel, Frank, myself, um, probably leaving someone out. Oh, and Dylan was on the team at one point, too. Um, bro sports. I had a kickball tournament this or yesterday, which is basically an excuse to like sit around and get drunk during the day. Right. And like a 30-year-old people trying to play sports. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Someone always yeah. gets hurt. 
I got hurt yesterday like an idiot. I fell, or I was sliding, and I slid into a mud puddle because it was very wet, as it is wont to be in April in New England. And so most of us are just having fun, you know, having a couple drinks, like eating some food. Um, then afterwards, there's a after party where we all, or the league dudes go to buying a couple kegs, and everyone just hangs out. But there's the teams that take it way too seriously, and I feel like this is across the board where you have um, adults playing sports. You've got, like, the people that are hanging out, and even in Little League, too. Like, you've got, like, the teams that are just, like, a bunch of kids, like, being kids, or a bunch of adults that just want to play a child's game and, like, kind of not take their life so seriously for an hour a week. Um, and then you got the teams that have tryouts and structured practices and, like, vote people off the island if they're not performing, they have, I mean, so our league requires at least three girls to be on the field at all times. Because previously, there were people that were just like, having, you have to have a certain number of girls on your, or women on your team. <laughs> they call it girls. I'm just, I'm just quoting here. It's not right. I'm not Sorry, disparaging yeah. women by refer, calling them younger than they actually are. Um, <laughs> you corrected yourself. Yeah. Jim, get out of my ass! I'm not misogynist. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I um, so these teams that take it way too seriously. They're screaming at each other. There have been punches thrown. There have been so, but there needs to be three girls on the field at all times now. Yes. So how many girls are on the team? Well, our team primarily girls. Okay. Because I like to surround myself with beautiful women. Okay, fair. That's enough. what I do. Um, and then some teams, so they have, you have to have a certain number of girls and they play, but they stick them at the bottom of the batting order. They don't really get to do anything. You know, it's just, it's kind of crappy. So my, I'm bitsing about adults taking their recreational activities way too seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's great if you're like super athletically talented and you're hanging out and you're going there to kind of just blow up some steam and hang out with some friends, but it really sucks when you got those teams having to go up against teams that are juggernauts. And they just think that it's the end of the world. And they go out to the bar afterwards with the league. And they're just like talking smack the entire time. Yeah. Like, Yo, bro, you struck out. Like, first of all, you know how much uh, focus it takes to strike out in kickball? That ball is huge. Yeah. <laughs> or, yo, I saw you drop in the outfield. Like, well, number one, it's 20 degrees outside and the ball is wet. Yeah. So, sorry. So, like, the smack talking. So, and it is really, as you see it in adult softball, you see it in adult yeah. bowling leagues where you're playing a game, have some fun, or um, that's all. Don't those are those are only options. No, you have to play. Oh, okay. You can't not play. Well, I don't play any recreational sports. Yeah, me neither. Well, both of you are fired. <laughs> you Improv need... is my recreational sport. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I'm bitching about. It's I... bogging me. Yeah, I remember uh, my improv group in college, Rejects on the Rise. We um, we started we, like just for you know just for fun. We started uh, uh, Ultimate Frisbee team. Uh, oh, that is the ultimate bro sport. Yeah, that is. That's why it's called Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. we we won we won one game because the other team didn't show up, but, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest we were surprised to find. Oh, people actually take this seriously and, <laughs> and really play. We're just kind of farting around out there. Yeah. For, for our last game, we all dressed up as superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We've done hula skirts. 
So is this kickball league go on all summer, or was it just a No, it runs until about May. Oh, there's okay. two seasons, though. There's a fall season, and there's a spring season. Gotcha. And I love it. It just, you know, just kind of bugs you. And your yeah. team name is? Distracted by Seagulls. I'm actually wearing one of our throwback t-shirts, because I've got ten seasons of t-shirts. Ah, oh, that's disgusting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the seagull. Seagull and a bear with a remote control with Prince's face on it. It's a lot going on in this yeah. thing. Why is that disgusting? It's a lot of rape in that shirt. There's <laughs> <laughs> no rape. Now don't, now don't cut yours and leave that in. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I won't cut mine. I decided already that it's keeping it in. So yeah, that's what I'm bitching about. It's just adults that need to start acting like adults. Yeah. I feel that way. That's I feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah. Like when when people are trying to have some fun and there's the one who's just like, no, no. yeah, no guys, we need to do everyone to And I've been that guy in the past, mm. but I'm running out of testosterone because yeah. I'm quickly approaching death. Um, so I think it's I decided this season to take it a lot less seriously. Um, so that was our podcast. Um, we'd like to thank Anne Marie for being here today. Thank you. Um, our we are from the Bit Players. Newport, Rhode Island. We perform at the Firehouse Theater every Friday at 8 p.m. and every Saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Um, we are at bitplayers.net. Our Instagram is just bitplayers, B-I-T-P-L-A-Y-E-R-S for the spelling challenged. Um, and our Instagram is, yeah, I already said Instagram. Our Instagram is, wait, our Instagram is, it's the pork roll. It's just, it's, it's doing it. It's a nitrates and nitrates. Our um, Twitter is bitplayerslolz. Uh, and um, we have a Facebook page for both the Bit Players and for the Bit Players podcast. Bits per second. Bits yeah. per second. I need to remember to say the name of the podcast. Um, so if you want to check that out, give us a like, download it, say nice things. Maybe someday I can quit my day job and we could just do this for fun. Rate us, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, yeah, whatever podcast. Uh, 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 God, uh, the, the pork roll is affecting me, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it makes you dumb. It's like I don't know how New Jersey does this. <laughs> Eating pork rolls for every meal and. Hanging out with Frank Suddenly Sinatra. I feel like watching Two Broke Girls. God. <laughs> no, it's not that you watch it. It's that you think it's funny. Yeah. That's when you're really screwed. And like, I just want to go get a spray tan and yeah. GTL. That was what they did, right? On the journey yeah. tour? GTL. I don't know. I'm like, slowly going to turn you guys Lotto? into like meatheads. Yeah. Gorillas. That's it. Gorillas with a Z? So after that little musical interlude, um, we just like to thank everyone for listening again, and this was bits per second. See, see. Try that again. <laughs>